Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How you living, man? Living good, man. I'm just excited for all these uh, seasons to come up and start up. I'm, I'm getting bored out here. Yeah, we're like two months away from basketball. Football is in the middle of the preseason. This is the time where the media starts digging for stories because there's not a lot to talk about. Yeah, no, definitely. It is. This is definitely. Well, we got it. This is definitely the true definition of the dog days of summer right now. Yeah. But before we start, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore World underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. As we get closer to the beginning of the NFL regular season, Tyler and I wanted to go over everything that is fantasy football. Uh, I have a who would you rather draft game for Tyler uh, to help anyone who needs to prepare for an upcoming fantasy draft. To close the show, Tyler and I, as always, are going to go back and forth in the two-minute drill. But first, we have a big announcement for everybody. Tyler, why don't you let the people know what we're doing for this year's fantasy football season? Yes, sir. We would like to start our own very very own fantasy football league. Uh, basically, I'm going to give you like the details on the league, and we would like to add some listeners to the to the crew. Yeah. Um, right now, there's, there's eight spots available. If we fill um, eight spots with listeners, that'd be cool. If not, we've got other people to, uh, to join the league. But uh, we'd love to get as many people as possible. Yeah, um, we, shooting for like ten to twelve people. Yeah, we definitely want to get uh, the listeners involved. Uh, yeah, yeah, just to have fun, just some of the update uh, yeah. on a weekly basis. But it's going to be on the ESPN app. Um, the The buy in is going to be a hundred dollars, and it's going to be a league that we want everyone to take serious, and we want it to be a keepers league. So like, yeah. a, so kind of like a dynasty league. Uh, we would like you know to return most of the users to the uh, next season. Yep. And then um, every season you get to keep two players from your previous team. Um, and it's up to two players. So if you don't want to keep any, you don't have to. Um, yeah. The, so the draft is going to be on Tuesday, uh, August 28th at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Yeah. So, like, for example, because it's a keepers league, let's say I were to draft both Todd Gurley and Rob, Gonk- Rob Gronkowski on my team. Yep. I would probably want to designate those two guys as yeah. my keepers yep. for the yeah. next season. Yep. And that doesn't mean that they always have to be your keepers. You know, right. you'll always pick in each off season. Um, so we'd like to start some dynasties going on there. Um, it's going to be, like I said, the draft's going to be on Tuesday, August 28th at 8 PM Pacific time. Um, it's going to be a hundred dollar buy-in again. It's going to be a PPR scoring league. So, uh, basically standard scoring, um, standard ESPN scoring format outside of a PPR. Um, it'll be your standard PPR scoring. Um, the, uh, the roster breakdown is going to be a little different from, uh, from ESPN standard format. It's going to be a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers rather than two. 
a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a defense. Yeah. So basically what we wanted to do is add another wide receiver. There's a lot. It's a huge passing game nowadays. Yeah. I think it adds some fun um, to the competitive nature. It's a deeper league. you got to find receivers that may, you know, not be, you know, huge names, but they produce for their teams. And it's a PPR league, so I don't think it'll be an issue. Right. And also, I mean – the more players on the team, the higher the scoring. Everybody loves a high-scoring competitive fantasy football yep, league. Yep, I, it, it really makes for a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been playing fantasy football since 2004. And uh, wow. um, I think this is like, you know, my favorite layout. Not necessarily the best layout, but I think this is the best, you know, the way to have the most fun is to for get, sure. get, a, get a good number of guys that are trying to take it serious. I think the money um, allows you to weed out the people who aren't going to take it serious. Yeah, it's like this um, is this is a true investment. We, w- we want people to take the league seriously. We don't want people to, like, back out if they lose three yeah. weeks in a row, Yep, and, that type of thing. And uh, and to do so, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give out the prizes. So uh, one, one thing that will help out, I think, with the competitive nature is if you win the regular season. Um, so if you're the regular season champ before the playoff starts, you get your money back. Um, if you finish third place in the playoffs, you'll also also get your money back. So um, that's two positions where, yeah, you may not have gotten to the championship game, but you didn't lose any money and you probably had fun doing it. Exactly. Um, the, the, the championship game, um, second place will take home uh, $200 as a second place prize. So they'll double their money up real quick. Who, who doesn't love that idea? And then uh, first place is going to get a minimum of six, $600, depending yeah. on how many uh, teams enter the league. Yeah. But it'll be a, a first place minimum of six hundred dollars. Yeah. So I mean, that's I mean, who who wouldn't want six hundred dollars just for playing fantasy football? No, I'm I, I'm stoked. I'm ready to do this. I've been uh, I've been wanting to be the commissioner of a league for a long time, so I'm ready to do it, boys. <laughs> I've been I've been working on my game. I was Adam Silver, sitting it out, watching David Stern do his thing. Now <laughs> now the throne's mine. Well, Commissioner Pacholki, yep. I'm I'm excited to go along this ride with you. But so, um, so to get involved with the league, if you are interested, just uh, DM us on yeah. uh, Instagram or uh, Twitter or Facebook, any of those major social media outlets, so we can get in contact with you. Um, we have PayPal and we have Venmo. Yeah. So we'll try and make it as easy as possible for you to you know, get the money to us. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to be a part of the league, DM us at TSK Show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, let's have some fun. And, and, you know, even if you don't, you know, someone that does, you know, we'll be posting on social media about the league. Just let them know and, yeah. and, and try to get them in. And if you think they're someone that's serious, they're lo- if someone out there is looking for a league that they, they can be a part of, that's um, going to last a while, then this is the one. Yeah, definitely. Oh. So, so, all right. Let's... Uh, fantasy football, man. It's one of my favorite times of year. Yeah, I mean, fantasy football is just – it's crazy how much it's grown because, I mean, we are, we're obviously doing this for a season-long league, and, I mean, daily fantasy has gotten hugely yeah, I play, popular. Yeah, I play, I play both. I love both. I mean, I, I'm constantly in at least, you know, two or three uh, draft leagues, um, and then I'm always doing fantasy daily. It's a it's a it's a fun way to it's a fun way to enjoy the game. It's just another you know another way to enjoy watching football. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, is my big advice is stay away from players on your, on your home team. The, the yeah. team that you're root- Although, you know, like people like Todd Gurley, Russell Wilson, um, those guys are exceptions because they're superstars. It doesn't really, you know. Yeah. But having that draw of like, man, do I sit the guy that I like or not? Or, you know, you don't want to put your heart in a business decision. It's, it's very tough to yeah. make those I st- calls. I tried to stay away from Seahawks for the most part, but I ended up taking like half my team Seahawks. It never, <laughs> never works out good. How many leagues have you ever won? 
Oh my God. So many, <laughs> so many, a ton. But I mean, it's like, you know, I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing it forever. Um, and all the time I'll just enter, you know, random leagues yeah. before the season starts that are just like, Oh, one day I'll do six drafts. Oh. You know what I mean? So like, I'll be managing these teams, not with a lot of like, uh, I don't interest. Know. Yeah. There's not a ton of interest there. I'm just plugging in lineups, but I still love to do it. You know, I've won a ton of leagues for um, sure. My fantasy football profiles on ESPN and Yahoo are pretty legit. <laughs> I get, I get invited to, I get emails all the time about being invited into leagues and whatnot. It's, oh, wow. Yeah. It's pretty weird. Well, that's cool. I'd probably say at least two dozen championships. I've only won one fantasy football championship in my life. Damn. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, I played with the high school football team. That's dope. Um, yeah, and it was sick because it was like a 20-guy uh, league. So oh, so was, you got to go real deep. Yeah, super deep. Um, and that that's why I love fantasy football because I was introduced to it in such a cool way. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I mean, but I got I got second place the first two years I played fantasy football in my high school's football uh, team league, and I never never won it in high school, and I was always <laughs> pissed about that. Won, lost it twice in the championship first two years. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Pacholki's pimps. That was my <laughs> that was my high school. It, my Yahoo my Yahoo uh, my Yahoo account still has the the results of my high school football team's fantasy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird. So I, I'm already in a couple leagues right now, and one of, one of my team names in uh, one of my other money leagues is uh, Pay Aaron Donald. That's, yeah, that's my that's team a, name right now until he gets paid. That's a good one. That's as good, <laughs> that's as, good as any. So, I, think, I think this year I'm going to wait for my star players, and I'll, I'm going to you know, do some sort of pun. So last year for the same league that I have the Pay Aaron Donald team right now for this year, yeah. all, of the, all of the team names were Game of Thrones themed. Wake and Bake has been my fancy football team name for oh, years. That's perfect for you. For years it's been <laughs> Wake and Bake, but I probably should switch it up now. M might have to. But, yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. All right, let's get into this Who Would You Rather game. Uh, so who would you rather draft Todd Gurley, the number one running back? So basically what we're doing is we're going over oh, like common yeah. draft scenarios, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's like, these are, you know, there's always these players that you come down to in a certain part of the draft where you're like, fuck, who do I take here? You know? Yeah, exactly. So and I mean, when I did this, I listed all of the, com like the either ors yeah. before looking up their fantasy rankings. And yeah. I, I must say I was pretty, pretty on the dot with the comparisons. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I think for the most part, you know, at week one, everybody knows. Yeah. You know, week one is to me, the fan to me, uh, I always compare the first week by week set in, you know, in the NFL. So week, I think week four is the first week of bye weeks. Yeah. Um, that's when the fantasy football season starts. It's similar to the NBA sure. and the Christmas break, I think, or yeah. the all-star break. You know, it's like the season doesn't really start till this point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it started, but once injury, you know, by, by week four, you've got injuries, you know, for sure. stars have gone down, um, you know, bye weeks are going to start kicking in. You're going to ha have to start, you know, rotating some players. I think fantasy drafts are, are a flip of a coin. Yeah. And I mean, the craziest thing is, is fantasy football is such a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot. That's what I tell people all the time. It's like, everybody wants to come at you and, and I probably am a victim of this, uh, no doubt, but they want to come at you like they know what's gonna happen and no one does for sure i mean rogers goes down Gurley goes down odell goes down you know ab goes down all, all these anything can happen you don't know so some some guy you never heard of uh 
comes in as you know an Alvin Kamara or yeah. something like that. You know, it just it, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, it's a it's a crapshoot. Yeah. So all right, basically. The only one that isn't the same position is this first one. Mm. But, I mean, it's basically who would you draft number one overall for this one. Yep. But, all right, who would you rather uh, draft? Todd Gurley, the number one ranked running back? Yeah. Or Antonio Brown, the number one ranked wide receiver? And I'll give you their stats from last season. Todd Gurley had 19 total touchdowns, 2,093 total yards. Antonio Brown had nine touchdowns. 1,533 receiving yards on 101 receptions. Yeah, these guys are monsters. I mean, they're two of the best for sure. Uh, but I, I got to take Gurley, number one. And Gurley is my number one pick for sure. Okay. Like, I'm going into every fantasy draft. If I've got the number one pick, I'm going Gurley, no doubt. I think just even in in this this comparison, Antonio Brown and, and Todd Gurley, even in a PPR league, I'm still taking Todd Gurley. And in fact, I think Todd Gurley's stock goes up dramatically in a PPR league For because sure. I think he's he's a huge part of their a huge part of their passing game and he's a three down running back. He doesn't leave the field. Yeah, exactly. He's he's there every down back. He yeah. plays a huge part of uh, of the passing game, but he's also a, a nice decoy yeah. in the passing game as well. Now, I will say this, I will go in, in a PPR league, I will go Antonio Brown over Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Well, that's uh, interesting that you bring up Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. My next uh Either or would be who would you rather draft? Le'Veon Bell, the number two ranked running back, or Alvin Kamara, the number three ranked running back. And see, that's this is a great damn. This is a great one right do, off the bat. Do you want to? Do you want me to give you their stats? Um, their stats probably are only going to confuse me even more. Okay, but I think, oh man, this would be really hard. This would be a really if I was sitting say say if I was sitting at the number three pick and and Gurley and Antonio Brown go up the. It would be really hard for me to pick between Kamara because really, in my heart, I think I'd go Kamara. Well, we also have to remember that Kamara is going to get four extra games With no without Ingram. Ingram. And I don't think – Ingram, I don't think, is going to hurt or help his production. No. Um, I don't think it has an effect on his production either no, way. But I mean, it's just he, the, may get, he may get five more touches a game. Exactly. Know, it's, wh- it's just more about the touches. something, but uh, – uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be a fantasy monster. He is no doubt top five pick in if I all get, fantasy drafts. If I get Alvin Kamara on my team, he's going to be one of my keepers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's. I mean, he he just won Rookie of the Year, and you know him and Marshawn Lattimore are going for uh, Offensive Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. They yeah. want to make that happen. And it, with the, to have Drew Brees on the team, you know, and Michael Thomas has turned into such a stud receiver. Yep. Um, you all know the story down south in New Orleans. Those guys know how to ball. They know um, how to put points up on the board. Yeah, this team is uh, this team's looking good. I'm I'm excited for the Saints this year. I've always been a huge Saints fan because I love Drew Brees, but uh, I love Alvin Kamara too. I mean, so much that I would I would probably take him over Le'Veon Bell. But at the same time, if the clo- if I was watching the clock countdown <laughs> and Le'Veon Bell was there, it's really hard to not take Le'Veon Bell. So yeah. It's really a toss-up for me because my heart says Alvin Kamara, but my head says Le'Veon Bell. I'm going Le'Veon Bell yeah, in that. Yeah, in that. Be- yeah. just, I, I mean, think most people got him as the number two player in all fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, to me, is just in terms of Le'Veon Bell versus Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell has the the track record. Yeah, he's just the guy that you have to take. Right. Alvin Kamara could end up scoring more points than him, but it's not going to be like a landslide. You're not going to lose in this scenario. For sure. All right, the next uh, who would you rather draft is two quarterbacks. 
the number one quarterback ranked in ESPN's fantasy football rankings, Russell Wilson, or the number three ranked quarterback in ESPN's fantasy football rankings, Tom Brady? Who am I taking? Yeah. Fuck, these are <laughs> tough. And see, this is where you stay away from your home team, you know what I mean? Like, But, oh, that's probably Russell Wilson, just because I know the amount uh, – the amount he's going to have to shoulder the, um, yeah. this season, as far as the offense goes, um, he's he's going to be he's going to be a monster with his legs again. I think he's going to be another guy that's going to be at six or seven hundred rushing yards, which is insane. Yeah, I mean he um, had he had almost four thousand yards last year. Yeah, I think just in a fantasy sense that he has, uh, which is, this is insane that Russell Wilson is at this point in his career that I'm going to say this, but I think he's got more opportunity for touchdowns than Tom Brady does. And I think that's what that's what uh, ultimately makes you a better fantasy football player is getting those big stat games, yeah. Um, those big weeks, those those multiple touchdown games, and he can come at you. Um, Tom Brady can hand it off on the goal line all day. Russell Wilson can't. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? As much as I and as much as I love Tom Brady, um, I think you know his his cap on touchdowns is a, is a little less than Russell. So I'm going Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'd also have to go Russell Wilson on this just solely based off age. I think everybody it's and I say this I say this a lot. I think Tom Brady and LeBron James are in very similar scenarios where everybody thinks they have like five more years left in the tank and I just I just don't believe that hype. Any any day can come to an end, but at the same time no one's gonna be surprised if it if it Right. No if they're there at the end. Hundred percent. I don't think anything physically is gonna uh stop Tom Brady. I don't think he's got a, uh, a path where his arm's going to go out or some scenario like paint, similar to like a paint Manning. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be just because he's like emotionally done giving it, giving it his all. Yeah. All right. The next one, who would you rather draft Deandre Hopkins? The number two ranked. I have a very specific ranking of wide receivers, the top <laughs> five guys. So this is going to be easy. Okay. So who would you rather draft all right. Deandre Hopkins? The number two ranked wide receiver. Yeah. Or Odell Beckham Jr., who is on the second page of the yeah, rankings, which which when we looked into it makes a little more sense, is because he's not yeah he, he hasn't signed. Well, not it's not that he hasn't signed; he just hasn't played. I tell you what, though, Odell Beckham Jr., if he's available in like a pick that's like fifteen to twenty-five overall pick, I'm yeah. taking him. He's probably mid um, to late second but, but round. Th- but this question right here, you're asking me DeAndre Hopkins over Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins all day. You're taking DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the number three wide receiver specifically. And it's funny that you did ODB because I have ODB as the fourth best receiver in the NFL. Okay. So who who do you have ranked above them? I, I, think, I think it goes number one, Julio Jones. Number two, Antonio Brown. Okay. And then DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, A.J. Green. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I All think right. that's I can, solid. I hey. think, and I think I, I believe in each one being better than the guy that they're above. Listen, I think, I think that that list of five right there is completely interchangeable. So well, I can't and argue these, with and it. And these guys are like li- once in a lifetime catches for their teams, you know? Yeah, these are, for sure. These are studs. All right. The next one, who would you rather draft the number two ranked quarterback Cam Newton or the number seven ranked quarterback, Matt Stafford. So they got Russell Wilson number one, Cam Newton number two. Yes, Tom Brady number three. That's interesting. I have I had Wilson and Cam as my four and five. Interesting. Well, which doesn't really make sense because I just said I'd take Wilson over Brady, but it was just the, in the order. I, I yeah. didn't really put him in order, but uh, 
Uh, Cam Newton or Matt Stafford? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. Um, you know, Cam has all those threats of touchdowns, um, but Cam worries me about taking such a beating, and I've never really been able to get behind. I I, I have respect for him fantasy wise because I know he can score touchdowns and dominate a game individually. Yep. But I'm I'm taking Matt Stafford in this scenario because Here. I think he like Russell Wilson is the team he yeah. he burnt he carries the entire load yeah i mean here's here's what stands out to me cam newton last year had a completion percentage of 59.1 percent matt stafford had a 65.7 percent completion percentage yeah um don't get no question about it cam newton's a great player but he is not on the same he's not on the same tier as uh matt stafford and the thing that about those two in particular is normally what Cam Newton has is arm strength and Matt Stafford's arm strength is every bit and stronger than Cam Newton. For sure. I mean, Matt Stafford can probably throw the ball f- the furthest in the NFL. Yeah. I have Stafford as the strongest arm in the NFL for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's another good comparison. I think, I think you take Cam in the top five. I think that Cam, Cam is in the, um, Cam is in the company with Brady and Roethlisberger and Rivers and those guys. Yeah. All right, the next one I got for you is another uh, quarterback comparison. The number 11-ranked quarterback, Dak Prescott. Oh, please say Deshaun Watson. Or the number 12-ranked quarterback, Jared Goff. Damn it. Jared Goff, no question. Okay. That's an easy one. That's a no-brainer, I think. That's like, you know, these other ones have been, I would sit on for a second. That's a no-brainer, Jared okay. Goff. Jared Goff's got, he's got the best run, best running back in the league. He's got a great receiving core. I mean, court. you know the story. He's got he's got monster names on the outside. It's all on him. It's it's his job to lose. It's his it's it's his development that's yeah, he what's can, key. He's got he has room to wiggle here. He can fail a little bit. You yeah, know, not not he can't lose a bunch of games, but he can he can force some stuff. He can make force some plays, make some big you know, go for some big plays, do some things that he couldn't do two years ago. So he could have a really 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 big year. Well, I mean, I think that. What's perfect for Jared Goff is he has players around him that can bail him out and cover up his mistakes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, he has wiggle room. Yeah, he's got he's got some wiggle room. He can he can you know he can throw an incompletion on first down because Todd Gurley is their running back. You know he can yeah. he can throw it you know off target because he has you know people like Brandon Cooks and these guys that can make plays on the outside. Yeah. All right. Last quarterback comparison. The number five ranked quarterback Carson Wentz, or the number ten ranked quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Re- Ro- Roethlisberger, for yep. sure. I yep. think I think Roethlisberger's in the second tier of fantasy quarterbacks. Um, I definitely have him over Carson Wentz just because Carson Wentz coming off an injury, argue, MVP season though from Carson Wentz. Yeah. So the sky's the limit with this kid. I don't have any problem with taking him, but I'm not. I'm staying away from Carson Wentz this year in fantasy football. Interesting. I'm not. You know, obviously down the road, weekly fantasy football is different. But as far as fantasy drafts going into the season, I'm not taking Carson Wentz. I don't know. The Eagles are too weird to me. Um, <laughs> I, it's still. It's like I still think that they're one of the coolest Super Bowl teams ever because they have no big name. Yeah. You know, Wentz wasn't there, so it's not like Wentz's Eagles won the Super Bowl. It was the Philadelphia Eagles won it. Yeah, and I mean, I think Ben Roethlisberger has the biggest advantage out of any quarterback in the entire league, especially in terms of fantasy, because Bell the triple Brown. Bs. Yeah, easy. We, I mean, we talked about it so much last season. 
that well and, and juju smith schuster is looking yeah. like he's gonna be a superstar um ben roethlisberger could easily be a tier one you know quarterback he could easily be in the top five at the end of the year he could with ben though ben is just you got to take you got to take fumbles you got to take interceptions you got to take some 200 passing yard games because they run the football yep um there's some things you got to take with roethlisberger which i don't think you'll have to take with wentz no um but i'm still taking ben yeah, I'm definitely going with Big Ben too. He was yeah. he was my in quarterback, a fantasy, especially in a fantasy scenario. You know, there's obviously weekly spot, spots we'll take Wentz, but in a fantasy draft, I'm taking Big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben was my quarterback last year. Always works out. I love Big Ben for life. Yeah. All right. Now you mentioned both of these receivers already when yeah. we've been talking about other players. Yeah. But the number six ranked wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Okay. Or the number seven ranked wide receiver, Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, disrespecting my boy like that. Just no, I mean I understand. He's had like what, four touchdowns last two the last year? Julio Jones had three touchdowns, one thousand four hundred and forty four receiving yards, and eighty eight receptions. So I think last year you said he had three. I think the year before that he only had four. Yeah. But he had but he almost had he had a he had a ton of yards. Yeah. Um, well, and Michael Thomas last year only had five touchdowns. 1245 yards but he had 104 receptions yeah no the 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 touchdown thing is weird to me i don't that's why i think i still i i still hold julio in the regards of the number one spot agreed um because i think physically he's the best wide receiver in the game yeah i don't think there's anybody that can um he he can run every route better than everybody else you know what i mean like yes antonio brown has amazing feet amazing agility insanely fast out of breaks but Julio Jones can run every route Antonio Brown can run, and I don't think Antonio Brown can run every route that Julio can run. No, because him, him because of deep over deep down the field, deep over the middle. Uh, this guy's huge. Yeah, Julio. Yeah, Julio Jones has that height advantage like Calvin Johnson had when he was in the league. Yeah, and the size and the speed, um, and he's such a great runner. Um, I think Julio Jones is is. Physically the best receiver in the league, and I think he talent-wise he's the best. He it's been unfortunate the touchdowns, but this year the Falcons, I think I really do think Julio deserves the number one spot as far as the pick because you know Calvin Ridley, they added another talented wide receiver out of uh, Alabama. Yep, they are they still have Mohamed Sanu. They have those two running backs, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman. They have you know who an MVP and Matt Ryan. Um, Julio's set up to succeed, you know. Yeah, I mean, when you have when you have a quarterback like Matt Ryan who can sling the rock and really throw it downfield. Yeah, just Hul because he hasn't scored touchdowns the last year or two um, doesn't mean he's not going to get you. He could have three three touchdowns in week one. <laughs> he, he could have yeah. three touchdowns yeah. in the first and, half and of week we, one. We've seen him do it. So, uh, so this question in particular, yeah, I'm taking Julio all day. But Michael Thomas is definitely up there. He's a top ten guy. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually gonna take Michael Thomas because of the Michael the, Michael Thomas, a, a tough a tough one to pick to Michael Thomas for me would be Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That'd be a guy that's like right in that wheelhouse where I'd be like, ah, you know, I really don't know where to go in this scenario. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm going with Michael Thomas solely based off of the the turmoil that Julio Jones is going going through with with the Falcons, I think that it's going to affect the locker room. I think it's going to affect their play on the field and their chemistry and all of that. Don't get me wrong. Julio Jones is still probably going to have an incredible season. I just think Michael Thomas is 
at the point in his career where he's ready to take that next step. If you're Drew Brees' number one guy, you're, you're going to be okay. Exactly. And Drew Brees is on the way out. And I think New Orleans got really close last year. And I think they're, they feel that they're one step away from They getting, got the running game now. Exactly. Yep. The, the, the two-headed monster of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara has one year under their belt. And I think they'll be able to flourish with that. For sure. No, Michael Thomas, um, like I said, I'm taking – I have Michael Thomas in my 6 to 10, 6 to 10 range. Yeah. All right, the next one is uh, two running backs. The number four running back, uh, Kareem Hunt, or the number nine ranked running back, Leonard Fournette. That's a good – that's a great – that's a great pick. I thought, I thought you might uh, – I thought you might throw in Delvin Cook there. Um, I'm probably going to go Leonard Fournette. I like the Jaguars. I like Saxonville. Although yeah. that's the riskier play. I think For it's sure. a higher, higher ceiling. Kareem Hunt has much more of a stable scenario there, especially with Patrick Mahomes, who I've talked about multiple times on the show, that I love um, Andy Reid as a head coach. Uh, but he is coming off the injury, like Leonard Fournette yep. is too. But Leonard Fournette's been a guy that's shown that he can come back from injury and be a, be a dominant force. And he was the only thing Jacksonville had on offense. I mean, Blake Bortles was on the verge of being cut. Yeah. Before this last <laughs> season, so it's like I think Blake. I think Blake Bortles truly owes his job to Leonard Fournette. I think he's that special of a player. Um, I was I was always a huge fan of his at LSU. I thought he was going to be a great NFL running back. So I'd probably take Leonard Fournette. I like Leonard Fournette the best out of that group of Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, and Dalvin Cook. For, God, uh, the rookie running backs last year with <laughs> Alvin Kamara, that is, and 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 uh, McCar- uh, McCaffrey, right? Yeah. God, that is five amazing running backs. That's five guys I have in my top ten. They were rookies last year. That's crazy. I don't know how I just now I'm like looking at this list <laughs> and like, holy shit. And, and Christian McCaffrey is another guy that's gonna. He, he's a huge pick in PPR. Yeah. Or you know he's he's like sniffing top he's like sniffing like tops like six or seven guys if you're yeah in he could definitely be in the top five of scoring and running backs this year I think uh, you know there's those guys that are like the three down backs like the Levions the the Todd Gurley's um, Alvin Kamara right away um, that are going to be drafted first and David Johnson um, they're going to be drafted first but I think McCaffrey's going to be one of those first guys you see coming off with that those group of guys I just named yeah. Uh, but I definitely agree with you in terms of Kareem Hunt versus Leonard Fournette. I'm going with Leonard Fournette. I think he's a force to be reckoned with. He's going to be around for a while. Yep. He's a he's a power back who has the ability to score a lot of points. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, he's everything they got. I think he doesn't leave the field. Yeah, no, he's a three down back just like Todd Gurley is. And uh, Kareem Hunt is another guy that is is probably going to be a three down back eventually. But they still have other weapons. You know, yeah. Travis Kelsey. Ty Freak, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. All right, last one, and it's the tight ends. And you already know where I'm going with this. Travis Kelsey, the number one ranked tight tight end, or Rob Gronkowski, the number two tight end? See, that's the bullshit about ratings that I hate. (laughs) It's like Travis Kelsey is not not better uh, football player than Gronk. You know what I mean? It's like Travis Kelsey is a baller. You know what I mean? And the fact that he got his name – in with Gronk is like says enough, but this guy is not. 
not Gronk. Gronk is unstoppable when he's healthy. Unstoppable. Yeah. He is a guy that changes the game from the tight end position. Travis Kelsey can do a little bit of everything. They love to show him off. They love to do all these weird, this weird shit with him. Yeah. You know, he can do a little bit of everything. He's kind of, you know, he's amped up all the time, but he's not Gronk. He's a wannabe Gronk. He's a <laughs> fake Gronk. He's I a, agree. He's a, he's the step, he's the step before Gronk. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I, I mean, it's just, he's, he's not as big as Gronk. I don't think he runs as well as Gronk. I don't think his hands are as good as Gronk. Um, he's not as good as Gronk. No, I mean, I think Gronk is he's a, he's going to be a hall of famer. Yeah, I, it's I like don't. if it wasn't for Tony Gonzalez's lifetime of production. Yep. Like and it's not necessarily like the peak of the production, it's just the longevity of the production. If it wasn't for Tony Gonzalez's lifelong production, um I would say Gronk is hands down the best tight end ever. It, and I don't think it would even be close, but I still got I got too much respect for Tony Gonzalez to, to say that. Yeah, I almost I I was about to say, it and I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna say he's a Hall of Famer. But like, I, but yeah, exactly. Like I'm saying, Gronk, I think at his best is better than Tony Gonzalez's best. But I'm never gonna disrespect the longevity of being the best. I yeah. mean, he was the best for almost 20 years. Yeah, so exactly. It's like that. That in itself is greatness. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, and it's crazy to me that like Jimmy Graham is just like not in the combo anymore. You it, know what I mean? Being I, hidden in Seattle, yeah, uh, but, Seattle just but, didn't work out the way it was you know, supposed to. I just to. never know with these fucking people that are making these ratings. It's just so stupid. It's like you know, some t like this guy goes to Aaron Rodgers' team. He goes to Green Bay, one of the best passing attacks, and it's like you want to put, you know, it's like you got to put Jimmy in there. Yeah, you got to do it, and it's like. They always want to find the guys that are in the situations, the the trendy picks. Like, why is Jimmy Graham not a trendy pick? You know what I mean? I It's just – I think it's because Seattle just didn't work out the way it was supposed to. No, but you would think that they would say, like, oh, this is a guy that was super talented and people aren't going to, you know, see it coming. And he's I going mean, to this great scenario and I that's where he, he's going to flourish. You know what I mean? I think Jimmy's at least the third-ranked tight end. Yeah, I mean, who knows? The rankings don't mean shit to me. It, <laughs> it, and I don't think – I think most of them should be just more of a, a general guide to people. I think you always go with your gut in in fantasy. Don't don't go with ratings. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was the who would you rather draft game. What you, would you think of those comparisons? No, those were, those were all pretty good. Those were all pretty good uh, outside of the, the Dak Prescott one. <laughs> um, who, who was Dak compared to? Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. Dax, I'd, I'd Dax, throw my boy in there. I think Dak's going to take a – I don't think Dak's going to end up being the guy that he started it out to be. No, I mean, he doesn't have Jason Witten and Des Bryant anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I just don't – I mean, I think he was – I think he's a really good football player. I think he's a solid starting quarterback, but I don't – he's not going to win. The special player on that team is Ezekiel Elliott. For sure. For sure, um, he, he's he's not the guy. Dak's not the guy. Dak, I think Dak. I like to I like to call these games like high school football game, like high school stats is when you know. Yeah. You're gonna see him have 212 yards for two touchdowns and a pick. You know, it's like yeah, like all right, yeah. I can't really say you're terrible, but that's nothing. You know, that's nothing. That's in the NFL. That doesn't mean shit. Yeah, no, that's that's not and not it's a like starting quarterback. And especially in, the NFL. in fantasy football scenario when you're only starting, you know, the best dozen guys. That really doesn't mean shit. Yeah, but all right, let's 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 hop into this two-minute drill. You want to go first? Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right, just to start out the, this uh, two-minute drill, I wanted to talk to you about draft strategy. Okay. 
uh, what's your draft strategy? How do, how do you come in? Not to, you know, I know we're going to try to do a fantasy league with these people, <laughs> but, I mean, we basically give all of our knowledge up anyways. Yeah. What's your draft strategy? You know, do you like to, you like to go heavy all running backs right away? You like to balance it out? You like to take best available? I uh, like to. You got a couple guys that you list? No, I mean, there's definitely, I definitely go through and list out guys that I would definitely want to draft if they're available. Yeah. But, I mean, I definitely like to load up on receivers because it is turning into much more of a passing game. I definitely try not to draft. And receivers used to be kind of a... um, Shaky. It didn't used to always work out. Yeah. I try and draft a quarterback usually in like the fifth or sixth round. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, this year it's going to be hard if I get the number one pick not to draft Todd Gurley. Usually I've had the number number one draft pick. Uh, multiple times in fantasy football and i've always gone receiver but i mean this year it's just it'll be hard for me not to go with todd Gurley with the number one pick if that's what i get i would yeah i I would definitely go go todd Gurley. but yeah i used to be like like you said i used to take wide receivers when i was younger um now i've gotten on to like now you know probably the last like five years i have a, a different strategy Whereas, like, I have, like, a couple quarterbacks that I want, and if they're not available, I don't take a quarterback to, like, the last four rounds. Yeah, I've definitely been in a draft where you've taken a quarterback in, like, the last round, and I'm like, what are you doing, Tyler? Yeah, because I basically – what I do is I try to pick all um, – and, and so with quarterback and tight ends, normally there's, like, two or three tight ends. So, like, for instance, this year, Kelsey, Jimmy, and Gronk are those right. guys. Right, Um There's, there's you know, three or four quarterbacks – um, you know, just for instance, it's, it's, it's Russell's breeze and Rogers. Yeah. Um, the, and it's like, if I don't get them right away, I don't take a quarterback tight end defense or a kicker until the very, very end. Yeah. Um, and I only take running backs and wide receivers for like the first eight, nine drafts, Yeah. eight, nine rounds. And so I end up having, you know, uh, uh, overload on all these positions. I don't normally take a backup. I don't take a backup at quarterback. I don't take a backup at tight end, defense, kickers. Yeah. Um, because I think I can play the weekly strategy game um, with people on that because I think the meat and potatoes is is running back, wide receiver. But yeah, and I mean – Seattle's defense is another one of those um, on, on the list of things where it's like – if I can get it, I'll take it. But if I don't get it, I'm I'm literally waiting till the last round. I remember I remember the first year we did the Buffalo League. I purposely took the Seattle defense yeah. and um uh who was their kicker? I ended up winning this league. Yeah, but who was their kicker? Uh, Hauschka. Yeah, Hauschka, just to piss you guys off. Oh yeah. I yeah. took I took yeah. the Seattle defense and Hauschka just to piss you guys off. Yeah, and and it's that that's what happens when you start drafting with friends. It's like <laughs> you start playing a different game other than the game that's being played. But a, another another strategy I have is I also try like I try my very best not to have more than two players on the same team or the same bye week. Yeah, and see, bye weeks are a thing I've never really gotten into, um, which is weird that <laughs> I just kind of disregard that information, but. I think it, I think that that also, part of football is so critical because of the weekly matchup yeah. games that people try and play. And and also another thing, kicker is another interesting strategy. I don't know if you have a strategy for that, but basically I look for a I favor indoor kickers yep. every time. Yep. And uh, B I always try to get a kicker that I have um, you know a quarterback, a running back, or a wide receiver from their team. I try to get their kicker 
um, just to get, you know, like if I, if I, um, you know, uh, if I have Drew Brees, I'll try and get the Saints kicker. So every time Drew Brees scores, it's like an extra bonus right. point. You know what right. I, mean? I, I mean, in terms of kickers, if I don't get Vinatieri or Goskowski, I just try and get the best kicker you available. Don't want, you don't want the best kicker in the league? Justin Tucker? Goskowski or Vinatieri? King Kong of kickers. Goskowski or Vinatieri? I just get the vet. I get the best feel like the best kicker available and then i play the weekly matchup game for the kicker every week yeah exactly well that was definitely more than two minutes but (laughs) let's do it all right um so i got three questions two of which are basketball but i'm going to start with the one football question that i have so the other day a fan showed up to steelers training camp in full pads a black and yellow uniform cleats the whole nine uh and claimed he could shut down antonio brown now, he obviously never got the chance, uh, but the bit itself is a hilarious one. Uh, I now pose this question to you, Tyler. If you could pick any wide receiver to call out and say you could shut them down and put them on Pacholke Island, who would oh, it be? Oh, damn it. Oh, that would be bad news. <laughs> oh, man. Who's hurt right now? <laughs> that might be my best option. Um God, I don't know, man. I was I I've played like a tiny bit of corner in my life, not enough. I would not, I would be terrified <laughs> out there that these guys would make me fall down. But I mean, you'd want to you'd want to guard the best. I mean, I'd probably like, but I'd probably like to stay with some of my size. So I mean, Odell would be up there. I would okay. Love, and Odell is someone that could fuck it up for himself too. So you could get the win. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I could get the win with Odell if he gets a little too cocky. He could make and like you... tries to do a backflip when he catches it and drops it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he could make you look real good by making himself look real bad. Exactly. So Odell Odell is probably up there. Um, Jermaine Curse. That was the name I, I was mean? waiting like, for you to say. Jermaine Curse would obviously be dope because of the the history playing him in high school ball and stuff. That'd be that'd be a ton of fun. Um, Doug Baldwin, yep, the the homie, the the Seattle legend. Um, but yeah, those those are those are those are good three right there. Doug okay. Baldwin, Jermaine Odell. All right, that'd be terrifying though. <laughs> oh my god! But my, like my my ACLs hurt just thinking about it. <laughs> but I just I just thought that it was so funny that a fan showed up in like yeah, full that's, pads. That's badass. Did see, you not, did see, you not see that before? No, no, I haven't seen it. But see, I like. It'd have been better for the guy showed up to try to play quarterback because I would totally go out there thinking I could play with these guys throwing the ball, and I would go out there and just get my world rock, you know. Yeah, probably. But I would go, I would go out there in pads with those guys and throw the ball. But I know what you know; th- those guys are so tall. I'd, pr- <laughs> I don't know if I'd even be able to get it over the line. Oh, jeez. Nah, I could get over the line. All right. Who are we playing here? <laughs> All right. What you got next? All right. This is a. Uh, this is, now we're switching gears, so that was a good. Fit. It's good, good, uh, good football segment. Yeah, I'm glad to get football back in. My yeah. last two questions are basketball. Perfect. Same with you. So Perfect. We'll we'll sneak a little basketball in there while there's nothing going on. And uh, I've been doing, you know, I I posted something on our page about a doppelgangers. You know what I mean? Yep. And Dennis Smith and Steve Francis, my comparison there. So I brought one in that you know I don't. I think I know what you'll say, but. Uh, um, you never know. There's there's some ties both ways to these guys, but uh, who's gonna who, who has a better career at the end of the day? Pal, Pal Gasol or, or Kevin Love? Who? You know, because I think individually very similar. You know what I mean? I think as as a not not necessarily similar games, but as um, you know a twenty and ten guy yeah. or like a legitimate big guy that 
he was a guy that doesn't have a big personality, and he played with someone that did. Um, they both champions. Okay, here's here's the way I'm gonna answer this question. Like like Grizzlies pal against Minnesota Kevin Love, and then like L.A. pal versus yeah. Cleveland K. Love. Those are great matchups. No, these are these are great matchups. And here's the way I'm gonna answer this question, and it's gonna be based off of who do I think is gonna have a bigger legacy in basketball? Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Pal Gasol. Yeah, because everything that he accomplished in the NBA. On top of everything Overseas. that he's accomplished internationally, yep. absolutely. Kevin Love, don't get me wrong. Kevin Love has played for Team USA. He's, he's got one. Powell's got a gold, right? Yeah, Powell has a gold medal. Um, but I mean, I mean, Powell was the captain of Team Spain basically his entire career. Yeah, for almost twenty years now. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. he he got his start with FC Barcelona, one of the best Euroleague. Kevin teams. Love, though, you know, he's a guy that one and done. Yeah, you know, uh, UCLA. The you know the big school. Yep. Uh, he was he was a you know an all American type of basketball. He's done. He's got the whole checklist. You know as far as an American basketball player. Yeah. No. I mean Kevin Love is probably. Up. And it, you know, and the other thing about these two guys, I think why I I I hate that these guys don't. I don't think they don't get the recognition they deserve. No, they don't. Because they played with LeBron and Kobe. I think that they were the scapegoat sometimes when they shouldn't have been they put up with trade rumors when they shouldn't have for sure all that stuff makes me respect them so much more because i think they always carried it about their business pal gasol Um, was part of the chris paul trade yeah crazy yeah no that's and that's now look at what's happening yep Uh, the and that's a whole other rabbit hole Uh, don't get get me started do not get me started but uh yeah, we got to go down that one one time. But uh, yeah, Pal, <laughs> no, we don't. Pal, Pal and K Love, you know, that was I was interesting to see. Do you think Pal's number should be retired by the Lakers? Yes, okay. for sure, for sure. Okay, I'm glad we agree on he that. He was the number two fiddle, man. Okay. I mean, he was the number two guy. Like, that's I'm glad like, we agree on that. Should Worthy's fucking number? You know, should Elgin Baylor's number? That that's the role he played for Kobe. Hundred percent. And there's not a lot of people that could have done that. I and don't not, think. And I don't think uh, there's people. You know that you either like. If you're playing with Kobe, you either have to be Shaq and LeBron or you have to be someone that's selfless. 100%. And Powell was that guy. Yep. All right. My next question. Bleacher Bleacher Report came out with an article uh, about who they think could potentially be the next Donovan Mitchell from this year's draft class. So basically a non-one-and-done. No, not a non-one-and-done, but just like somebody who got drafted – uh, later and kind of just comes out of nowhere type thing is, yeah. is what I gauged from this based off of the list of list of names mm-hmm. they came up with. So I'm going to give you the five names and then I'm, who do you think will be the next Donovan Mitchell slash Kyle Kuzma out of this draft class? So I'm going to give you the five names. I think I know the answer, but it's Miles Bridges, Harry Giles, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Kevin Horder, and Michael Porter Jr. See, like Porter Jr. throwing him out because I think he has he had a different um, he has a name to him. Okay, I mean? so that's he's, who I thought you were gonna say. He's he's like I don't think he's Donovan Mitchell. I don't think he's Kyle Kuzma because I think he was already established. Okay, he was established before he even got to college. You know? What yeah, I mean? he was established in high school. No, number one player in the country, uh, Kuzma and Donovan Mitchell is not even sniffing that. No. Um, but the the guy that I think is gonna be. Um, the guy that I would have took, you know, I think that they're going to say, man, you could have taken him earlier, um, is Miles Bridges. Okay. Yeah. I, I loved him coming in out of Michigan State. 
he came back. Um, I think he was originally supposed to be a one and done. He came back. He got another year of collagen, which is a Kuzma Donovan Mitchell trait. Yep. Um, he went in the last part of the um, in the last part of the lottery, which is Donovan Mitchell esque. Uh, he's going to Charlotte, which is a team is unsuspecting. No one thinks anything. Um, good's going to come out of Charlotte this year. Yeah, and I mean... So I think he could be the guy, you know, without Donovan Mitchell, it's like the Jazz are a team that has a great defensive mindset, a great defensive center, and nothing else. Yeah, I think... I think he turned that franchise around. I, they, they, I don't think they expected him to replace Gordon Hayward, you no. know, as a superstar right away. No, and I think... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you in a, with Miles Bridges, and I think it's because... Out of these five guys listed, he's got the best chance to start for his team. Yeah, no, he's gonna play. I think he can play. He can he can do a little bit of everything. He's got touch. He's super physical. Um, he's got size to him, so he's a good basketball player. And I love Tom Izzo guys. Yeah. All right. What's your last question? You know, I want to turn it just into the CP3 trade question. <laughs> <laughs> that remember I said I've been trying to get rid of this question all day. I didn't want to ask this question all day, but I'm not going to go down that. And I'll just ask you this boring-ass question. Um, but Melo finally signed with Houston. Oh, no, we're talking CP3. No, no, no. We're, okay, Melo finally signs with Houston. Is, is, is there any way in hell that D'Antoni is bringing him off the bench? And it's like, is it, or, or is this situation going to implode the Rockets? Did they just fuck everything up? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because if they start him, they're starting mellow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you, you're getting mellow, but there's downside to that too. He doesn't, you know. I um, think. But you bring him off the bench, then you're getting nothing, nothing, because he's pissed off. It's yeah. Allen Iverson all over again if you put him off the bench. I think mellow is going to implode the Rockets the way everyone thinks Boogie Cousins is going to implode the Warriors. Boogie's not doing shit to the Warriors. I agree. They're already established. I mean, this is the exact reason why I did not want Carmelo coming to the Lakers because he would have come off the bench for the Lakers and given them nothing. Carmelo's got to, you know, he's just got to look himself in the mirror. This last year or two, it's just like, I love Carmelo. I'm from the era of Carmelo. Yep. I will always respect his game and I will always put him up there with the greats. But all this shit at the end is really like just distasteful. Yeah, it's um, selfish. Because, uh, but but I'm also still gonna give him the shot with Houston. I'm not I'm not done. I haven't given up on Melo. But if he fucks this up, it could be really bad. It could go south instantly. He'll be out of the league like that. Yeah, I mean, now it's completely different. It's not. It's not like Dwayne Wade. It's like he. And that's know, so he, funny. I was gonna say completely different scenario, but it's similar to Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade still hasn't signed with the team. Yeah, but Dwayne Wade, I think, is just, like, closer to that point mentally and physically of For retirement, sure. whereas, like, Melo, I think Melo had game these last two years and just is not... He just couldn't... He's not applying it. He's not He's not, um, He's not. not buying into any sort of system. He's bought into himself as a basketball player, and that's, that's about it. I think Melo's heart isn't in basketball anymore. Which is, yeah, and it's like, I hate to question someone's heart, but... At the same time, um, you what know, do you his heart could be in it, but I, the effort, I don't see it on the court. You but know? effort and heart, to me, are the same thing exactly, when, it, exactly. when it comes to basketball. Rebound, rebounding defense are not something that's, like, at that level. He's, you know, you're, there's no excuses. Like, you can play defense. You can rebound. 100%. All right, my last question. It came out yesterday that the Clippers were not going to renew the contract of Bruce Bowen, who served as a TV analyst for the team. 
A lot of people think that the Clippers are going to make a play for Kawhi Leonard next summer uh, and didn't renew Bowen's contract because of how Bowen ripped Kawhi on how the Spurs-Kawhi saga was handled by Kawhi. And the Clippers denied that this is the reason, but regardless of what they say, it looks pretty apparent uh, that getting rid of a former Spurs, especially one of Bowen's magnitude, uh, is a way to try and please Kawhi. Yeah. How realistic of a shot do you think the Clippers have to get Kawhi? Almost none. Almost, okay. Almost zero. They're not in it. I don't think they're in it. I think they lost it. They lost their their they lost their lore. L.A. is not going to sell it for them. No. They, they had their they had their three headed monster. You know they drafted two of their guys. You know they drafted Blake and they drafted DeAndre. They made the trade for for Chris Paul. Um, they that that was the. That was the lure to the Clippers. This that was the, their window of opportunity. That was their window. They they needed to close, and they, they didn't quite get it done. And I think now they're looking down a long, long road. Yeah, no. I, they have to draft their talent again. That's that's what sure. you have to do. as the. And the thing is, it's like it's not impossible for the Clippers to do it again. You know, yeah, it'll take a couple years of good drafting, which you have to do. But if you do that, then, you, then you're back in the conversation for people like Kawhi Leonard. But right now... You're not in Kawhi Leonard's conversation. Yeah, and I mean, let's let's be real here. Doc Rivers isn't the president of basketball operations anymore. Yeah. Lawrence Frank is the GM, but we all know Jerry West is running that show. Larry, Lawrence Frank's the the GM of yeah. The, he got moved from the bench up to the front office. Yeah, that's sick. I'm down with that. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, no. Let's be real. Jerry West runs the show. He's the yeah. one making the decisions. Which and, is fucking weird. But let's look at Jerry West's track record. He's pulled off some pretty incredible things. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Um, definitely. I mean, he did a great job in Memphis. Memphis has been a great basketball yeah. uh, culture. He got Shaq um, and Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he obviously all the Lakers stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, obviously the Lakers stuff goes without mentioning. But No, I, and I think I think the with like the, the whole Kawhi to L.A. situation, I think it's very similar to the LeBron situation where a lot of people say LeBron came to L.A. not for basketball reasons. Mm-hmm. If LeBron was – Coming to LA not for basketball reasons, he would have joined the Clippers. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, no, nah, it's just a, it's a combination of both. He joined for basketball and for LA. He, right, but I'm he saying, liked the idea of LA, and they had the right roster. Right, but what I'm saying is, people saying that he only came strictly for the off the court stuff. If he came strictly for the off the court stuff, that's just an asinine comment. You know what I mean? Like to 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 say someone of his magnitude makes a decision blatantly on one aspect of something. No, I completely that's like agree. The stupidest shit I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Like people in business, you know, dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars, don't just make a a decision on one aspect. No, so, I completely I mean? agree. There's other factors that go into it. Um, yes, it may be one of the big factors, but. No, that's not the no. They get, they've got Hoopers. I I think he likes Lonzo Ball. I think he likes Kyle Kuzma. Um, you know, those are two specific players that I think he really does like. Um, and I think he believes in Magic Johnson. Hundred um, percent. Luke Walton, he knows personally really well. Um, I don't think any of that Luke Walton shit was any you know uh, nothing but smoke. Yeah, the guys were teammates. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're drafted the same year. These guys, these guys know each other. Luke, Luke I think actually got there the year. LeBron left Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, that, okay. So that and you and you may be right. I just remember Luke had a stop in Cleveland. He did so. have a stop in Cleveland, but I'm pretty sure it was sure in Miami days. I'm pretty sure it was that when my, LeBron was sense. in Miami. But, but still, regardless, there's you know same draft class. Yeah. Playing the NBA forever. 
Everybody knows Luke Jackson. Everybody knew LeBron James. Luke Walton. Luke Walton. Luke you just Jackson. called him Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson. He played for Phil Jackson, so you're you're not half wrong. Well, Luke Jackson's the homie from from Oregon back in the day. Oh, what University up? of Oregon. Yeah, Fred Jones. Yep, yep. Dunk contest. Uh, Luke Ridnour. Yep. Also, happy birthday, Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's a good one. Shout out Magic Johnson. <laughs> that could that, be the shout out of the week. That's not my shout out, but we can wrap it up right there. Yeah. All right. Who, you, you, your shout out to Magic Johnson's birthday? Yeah. I mean, fuck. I love what he's done with the Lakers. Obviously, Magic <laughs> Johnson's the man. Uh, he just keeps winning in life. I, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's doing it. Um, LeBron's a Laker, so fuck yeah. It's been a great year, Magic. You deserve to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, my shout out this week is to the now three time Drew League MVP. Frank Sessions, a.k.a. Frank Nitty. I've mentioned him a couple times on the show before. But he averaged 29 points per game, 7 rebounds per game, 6.4 assists per game for Birdie's Revenge this season. He won the MVP of the Drew League now three years in a row. So yeah. shout out Frank and Nitty. If you, never, if you never heard of this guy, look him up. And if you, if you don't want to look him up, just picture. I mean, he's like, it's like a Lou Williams. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like. It's if, scary. It, it's like if Lou Williams was walking around and playing in like a a, a, a high end men's league. That's that's what this kid's like. I mean, he really is that good. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, there's a lot of NBA players that think he should be in the league. Yeah, I don't know about that though. The league. He got a con. He got a contract overseas after last year's Drew League. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and so, but there's a lot more that goes into the NBA season For sure. than Drew League. You know what I mean? For sure. Drew League, you show up to the game. NBA, you're. 24-hour surveillance you know what i mean you're yep. working all the time yep but all right don't forget you can find us at tsk show on facebook twitter and instagram if you want to find myself or tyler on twitter be sure to follow us at the duke of sports and at tyler's underscore world underscore all of our content can be found on soundcloud or apple podcasts just type in keyword tsk show in the search bar don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well we're also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with and, another great episode. And we'll have the, the league uh, registration stuff up soon. Yeah. We're, uh, we're well, gonna, probably tonight. Yeah, we're going to get that up uh, as quickly as possible. Yep. But we'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Yes, Peace. Sir.